Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. The spiritual process traditionally, both East and West, has been referred to as alchemy. Alchemy is a metaphor referring to the refinement of the psychic substance itself. In the West, it was the transformation of lead to gold, right? from the base metal, the prima materia, to the philosopher's stone, or in Buddhist terms, into the diamond in the heart of the lotus. But what is this alchemy that we are performing? What is the nature of the alchemy, and how can we perform it most efficiently and effectively so that that gold, that diamond, that intense divine light begins to glow within our minds and hearts sooner rather than later, with greater ease rather than with difficulty and suffering. Because this path does not have to be hard, it doesn't have to be long, it doesn't have to be filled with difficulty. And yet so many ask, why is it so hard? Why does it take so long? It doesn't. But we must be dedicated alchemists. Now during the process of meditation, That is exactly what we are doing. We are extracting pure consciousness out of consciousness that has been bound up in words, in images, particularly in self-images, in fantasies, in oscillations between past and future that never allow you to be present, in anxieties, depressive, ideas, all of those kinds of psychic enmeshments that create suffering. And by refusing to enter into or be enmeshed in it and extracting our consciousness from it back into the state of pure awareness, we are liberating ourselves from the bound condition of consciousness in which we had been captured. And so meditation is the essential act of alchemical self-liberation. And once we have extracted from it, we can look at it with detachment. So the first step is to separate, and then with detached, dispassionate view, we can see that every self-image and every image of reality that we had built our lives on was false. It was inadequate, inaccurate, incomplete, and based on the contamination of not only our own egoic ideas that did not have enough information to base true conclusions on, but also the input of parents, society, the media, all of those ideas 
that we take in from others who have an agenda to control us and to keep us small and submissive and unfree. And we build our lives out of these false conceptions of reality. So by looking at that and allowing them to fall, to dissolve, because we don't buy into them anymore, we don't breathe life into them, we let them go, the habit of putting on those old clothes of the false self-image weakens, and we realize we can stand naked in our true self. And what is the true self without any self-image or self-representation or self-concept? The first thing we realize is that we are pure awareness. But that awareness is luminous and it's unlimited. And actually, for the first time, we will realize that the awareness itself is love. We cannot love the world or ourselves or God or the real when we are embedded in the false ideas. Because those false ideas, by the very fact that they have separated us from our true being, causes us to hate ourselves for having trapped ourselves and hate the other for having projected on us that we're something that we're not. And we're disappointed in ourselves. And then we create other ideas. I'm not worthy of being liberated. I'm a sinner. I'm this, I'm that. And of course we create yet another level of difficulty that's completely self-imposed. It has no reality to it. It's a kind of reverse form of uh, narcissism and superiority complex. But this time I'm superior in the sense of being worse than anybody else. And so we hold ourselves in that. And then we have to let go of that one as well. And when we have let go of all of them, we realize that all we have ever been is this unlimited being that is in fact the totality of all that is real. Ultimately, even our belief that there is an external world falls away. And everything that seems like it is an objective world independent of my existence, you realize, is all. Either an individual projection, a collective projection, or a projection of the supreme cosmic consciousness. So there's a dream within a dream within a dream that we have been living in. And when we break out of all those shells, we are released into the mind of the dreamer. And then we have freedom. There's liberation. But the one who is liberated is no longer the individual self that was identified with a body. Because that one is recognized as never having been real in the first place. All that is real is the mind that has created the whole of reality cosmic mind. We can personify that cosmic mind as God, as the Divine Mother or the Father or whatever form we wish to take, but that ultimate real is not an other, it's not out there, it's not different from the self. And so no matter what kind of prayer or bhakti we have, ultimately that also remains as a separation from the source. It may create a sense of desire for liberation, but ultimately it also becomes the barrier. So any thought, any belief, even about God, ultimately has to be released. 
until the mind is completely free of thoughts and images and purely present. And then we realize that the present is all that is. But once you go back into the mind, then the present disappears. Because from the perspective of the linear mind living in this phenomenal plane of time and space, the present is infinitesimal. It doesn't exist. You can have the best clock in the world. In fact, it makes it worse. The more you have these atomic clocks, the more that you can divide time into these nanoseconds. And then you see that there can't possibly be a present. But how can it be that we can live in a world that has no present? If there's no present, is there any reality? If all there is is past and future and the present is gone before you can even measure it, is it real? And yet when you detach from it, you realize, well, there is only presence. There's no past and no future. It's all here now. So which world do you want to live in? The one in which there's no time to be real? Or the one in which you have all eternity at your fingertips now? You have the choice. And when you've tasted the eternity, you can come back into this apparent world of time where everybody is chaotic and stressed out because there's no present. And you can help them deal with it and awaken them to the fact that, wait, that's a dream you're in, a nightmare, in fact. Be free. And this has always been the function of a spiritual teacher, once awakened to the timelessness of what is real, to awaken others, come out of the trance of time and space and ego and matter, and awaken to the fact that all of this is God, all of this is light, all of this is eternal consciousness, supreme intelligence playing a game with itself in many forms, infinite forms, each form reflecting one aspect of the infinite beauty and love and creativity of the cosmic intelligence. You are that now. Enjoy the dance, the play. And let yourself be free. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.